All right, welcome to Green Mountain Sports Roundup. I'm tonight's host, Marty Griffin, and I'm here with John Downing. Hey, hey. And this is your, you know, we are number five. We are Jason Kidd for me tonight. And I'm going to go with Kevin Garnett, KG, number five, 2008. Nice. Boston Celtics world champion, Ooh. definitely one of my favorite basketball players of I all like time. It. Brought the intensity, the energy, oh. held people one responsible the on the court. You know, they, this team this year could use a little bit of Kevin Garnett. Absolutely, I feel like that's exactly what this team is lacking. This year. <laughs> they need some fire. They just seem yeah. flat. I mean, that's a whole other issue. We're still burning a bit about this team, so a uh, lot, lots to talk about uh, with them. But it's going to be a little bit different tonight. I. I I went with Jason Kidd uh, growing up in Texas, you know, Dallas Maverick, you know, seeing him, uh, early Dirk Nowitzki, uh, just a great team to watch, fun team to watch. Uh, we're talking about a, you know, basketball Hall of Famer, uh, NBA championship, all defensive team. Uh, the guy was just solid and, and pretty damn good uh, Milwaukee's Bucks coach, if, if I say so myself. Um, he won't be remembered for the coaching no. part, but I'll tell you, as the three-point shot got better in his career, that's when he really rounded out his game because he right. could always dish out the assists. Oh, yeah. Just he was dirty. unbelievable Absolutely. early on coming out of Cal. So, uh, Nesto Sanchez, our fellow uh, member here, will not be here tonight. He is in Pittsburgh, PA. He is down there following the Disney on Ice Tour. I think he's a huge Aladdin fan. <laughs> no, just kidding. He's headed down. His family uh, is all in the Pittsburgh area, being uh, the week of Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody, by the way. Um, he's going to be down there for the next week. So we're running just me and Johnny tonight, and tonight's going to be a little bit different, Johnny. Uh, uh, we're super excited about what? Football, Monday Night Football. That's right. Yep, game of the year. That's right. We yep. got the Chiefs at the Rams. And back in the Coliseum. Back in the Coliseum. Was supposed to be in Mexico City, but mm-hmm. the field conditions were horrendous after rain, concerts, soccer games. Two soccer matches. So they moved it to L.A. Coliseum, which is only fair because it's supposed to be a Rams home game. It, so honestly, I like it better. Honestly, it looks like they had a running of the Bulls in that stadium. Look at what that turf looked like. Uh, actually, when you were outside earlier, Goodell just announced that there will be a game back there next year so they're kind of honoring that their intent yeah their intent they want to they want to spread the word spread the love around well they're gonna have to do some field make sure the field is in better working condition next time around absolutely at least a few weeks in advance so with that in mind with the the game tonight the game of the season we talked a couple of 91s we're doing things a little bit differently tonight we're actually going to get to watch the game tonight a little bit and we are going to pause Quarter by quarter, kind of give you guys a quick update. I know this will be dropping Tuesday, but we're really excited about this. We're going to have a few takeaways from each quarter, our insights of what's working for each team, what's not working for each team, how this game is headed throughout. Uh, and at halftime uh, throughout the show, we, uh, we're going to just drop down our review of yesterday's games, some games that stood out it's there a big to week. us. Week 11, big week. Big week for my division. We're talking about NFC East. We're talking about for the Cowboys. Uh, we can get into that. That Some dramatic uh, changes yesterday from injuries and losses and how, how those teams looked. shifted. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I was not a believer that we would even like be in competing 
two or three weeks ago for the top spot, but that's def- dramatically changed. I've definitely got some thoughts about your team that you're going to want to hear. Absolutely, I want to hear them. I, I'm, like I said, I don't want to get on that sugar high like we talked about last week, but this is definitely a little bit of a different scenario. It's not sugar, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so fair enough. Uh, speaking of uh, epic Monday night games, uh, the most points scored on a Monday night game, uh, we're talking... 95 points, I believe it was 83 going back to the Redskins. Uh, do you think this team combined tonight breaks 95? So the over-under is 63 and a half? Yeah. No. Okay. I don't. I mean, I would love it. That would be an, no, epi- an epic game. So. Because, you know, in Kansas City's defense, they're seen as porous, horrendous defense that just gives up a ton of points, but they've been improving Especially since they got Justin Houston back defensively, right? Okay, so and the Rams they have they haven't been very good on defense, but they still have the talent. So and Donaldson can turn it on at any second. Donald is probably the best the player in the NFL. Absolutely. So his swim move is probably one of the dirtiest moves. I'm for expecting 70-75 points yeah. in that range. I had written down uh, seventy-eight. I'm, I'm on the okay. upper upper high end, but. I'm thinking back to uh, Saints and Rams and the points they put up in that game. I, I feel it's going to be very similar. You're talking about the Saints who have what I think is a pretty balanced defense and the Rams who I said at the time didn't have the edge rushing to keep Breeze in. It was going to be difficult for them, but I, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game um, and they're just going to let loose. Um, with right. that said, Johnny, I have a, a question for you. We're talking about epic Monday night football games. What... In your mind, that comes what comes to mind exactly for you as your favorite Monday night game ever? All right, so I'm going to go back to Monday, November 3rd, 2003. It was the New England Patriots at the Denver Broncos. And this was the sort of the beginning of the Brady-Belichick Patriots run, their dynasty. They had won the championship in 2001, didn't make the playoffs in 2002, and were, you know, on the upswing in 2003. So they're going into Denver with a record of 6-2. and two. Denver had been good for years. They're always good, tough, tough place to play. Yeah. And Denver was 5-3. and three. And it was, it was a tough game for the Patriots. They were down, what, 24-13 to 13 at one point. And Tom Brady just led a crazy fourth-quarter comeback. And... November third was my is my birthday, so it was a Monday night. We were out to out to eat. And it oh was wow! Just, really? And the Patriots ended up winning thirty to twenty six, and Brady just led a, a great comeback at the end of the game. Touchdown pass to David Givens, eighteen yard touchdown pass with thirty seconds to go, and it was just unbelievable. And then to cap it off, it was also a big gambling win for me. That like right. I, think I I cleared like fifteen hundred or two grand just from that game alone with the with the parlay and the. So, you know, even the early over. years of 2000, Johnny was betting heavy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I got a least favorite too, and that's the that was uh, I don't know if you guys remember the Colts at the Buccaneers game. That was Monday, October 6, 2003, and the score was 35 to 7 going into the fourth quarter. And I had Tampa Bay against the Colts and Peyton Manning. Uh, I remember this game that you mentioned it. Peyton Manning goes this on goes to throw four touchdown passes. In like five minutes? In, yeah, in like five minutes wow. in the fourth quarter. Ties the game. Yeah. And, of course, the Colts go to overtime and they win at 38-35. 
That game cost me a lot of money, so that's my <laughs> least favorite. And little then, yin to your yang. Yeah, and then I have a, a backup favorite, and that oh, would be... You dove into this. I, I did dive into it, because it was hard to choose. And we're, we're pumped for tonight's yeah. game. We've been talking about this all day. It feels like a Super Bowl Sunday, like the build-up. December 23rd, 2013, Atlanta Falcons at the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers won 34-24. Seems like a meaningless game. Niners-Falcons late in the season. But it was right two days before Christmas, and there was a late Navarro-Bowman touchdown. Matt Ryan passes. Matt Ryan and the Falcons were going in to take the lead as their time was running out in the game. Bowman intercepts the pass, runs it back 90 yards for the defensive touchdown with the extra point by Phil Dawson. And the interception points taken away from Matt Ryan, it ended up winning me like seven fantasy leagues and lots of money that day. So wow. that would be my second favorite. Right. How about you? I just I just went with one. One, st- uh, one just stood out in my mind when we were talking about this earlier today, and it goes back to 2003, uh, December. Uh, this is when Brett Favre's uh, father passed away on a Sunday, heart attack. And nobody even thought this guy was going to be playing. You're talking about, I believe there are nine and six at that point, uh, really fighting against Minnesota to, to be on top in that NFC uh, North division. And Brett Favre came out early that Monday, said, I'm playing. That's what my father would want me to do. Uh, just to go on to pass for 399 yards, four TDs. Uh, like I said, a day after his father's death, uh, that performance moved him into second place in career TD passes. He was three yards shy of his all-time career high, uh, and also sending the Raiders to their worst season record, four and eleven at the time. They, sorry, Raiders fans, they might break that <laughs> come this year, um, but also that put them in a tie after that win that night with Minnesota, which was very key heading into those playoffs. Uh, just a clutch performance, you know that. I couldn't even imagine. He was so accurate that entire game. Oh, he, yeah. And I, th- I believe he was at 310 yards by half. Everything just kind of settled down. I mean, he was blowing them out. Yeah. And, you know, imagine he probably came off that high at halftime and just got really emotional. I believe there was reports of him, you know, breaking down in the locker room at that point. The game was well out of hand. The team had his back. But one of my all-time uh, favorite performances, not even Monday night, just in general. I've had another good Monday night game, like late touchdown pass, I think versus the Vikings. Was this the, the one? Bobble, the, the bobble. The yeah, bobble. He ran past and thought it was incomplete. Yes. Gets up and runs it yeah. in. To, what, no, was it Freeman? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Great connection, those two. So, hi, if you guys feel free to want to share your favorite Monday night games, def- definitely go on to our, our Twitter page. You can definitely go on to Facebook as well, Green Mountain Sports Roundup. Uh, you can put comments even on the Podbean app as well. You can put comments on each of our shows as you go back to listen to these shows. We'd love your feedback. Like we said, we're still very new at this, enjoying ourselves, but we welcome any type of constructive criticism, thoughts uh, of where to go in the future with this. So with that in mind, uh, you know, like we said, we're just going to do a quarter-by-quarter quarter recap tonight, a little bit of a Sunday review during halftime. And we hope to uh, keep you guys entertained throughout this for when the show drops. But we will be back in a few. All right. All right, guys, we are back after the first quarter of play. Already lots to talk about here. Ah. 
it's going to be a uh, whirlwind of a game, I think. I think the uh, One Piece for, what, 80 points right now? <laughs> I mean, it was almost... So it's 13-7 at the end of the first quarter. Rams are ahead, but they had... What's it now, second and goal or third and goal? Second and goal, I believe. They had Reynolds for another touchdown, but he had his foot, his toe was just out of bounds. So, looks like they're about to score at least a field goal. Quick strike. Um, third no, down, no. right? Yeah, third down. Quick, quick strike. Uh, you know, uh, the Chiefs have more penalties than they do points right now, and that's in one yeah. one quarter. We're talking eight penalties, four for first downs. That's really helped L.A. in the first two drives work themselves down the field to score. Uh, one thing to note, Greg Zerline did miss the extra point field goal on the first touchdown of that drive. Um, but you got to say, John, that Goff just has all day to throw right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the, the, it, and it's okay for me. So Casey knows that they're weak on defense. So yeah. I think coming into this game, they said to themselves, we got to pick one thing to try to stop. Yeah. And I think that they said, we're going to go all out and try to stop Gurley. Right. And I think the Rams noticed that or knew that. They right. somehow knew that, so they planned for it. And the Rams are like the number one team against for, for play-action passing. You know, you always see Absolutely. Goff yeah. under center. Yeah. And if they don't give it to Gurley, they always play-action, fake it to Gurley, and go, and go for a pass. And that gives that buys him time, and it allows the receivers to get open. Right. And so not only that is working, that they're attacking cornerback uh, Orlando Skandrick, former Cowboy, right. heavily. And we're, talk- and we're talking about uh, a defense, talking about the Chiefs, without Eric Berry as well. He was he's a huge loss. loss. Yeah. Uh, he leads that secondary. He, he leads that defense as far as like keeping them focused, really running a good game plan. Uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting if they, if they come out of the gate score right here. But it's to say, you know, we were thinking, oh, my God, what's going to happen right now uh, for, for the Chiefs after those first two drives? They literally go down the field in less than three minutes and score a touchdown. So, you know, this can change just in a heartbeat in five minutes. We're talking about that, you know, that classic Monday night game, Colts five minutes, come back, score. You just feel like there's just going to be opportunities for both sides uh, to really, meaning both teams, to really make a run. You know, it's just not catch-up time in my mind for the Chiefs right now in the first half. Well... That was only a month ago, the Sunday Night Football game, that the Chiefs were at the Patriots. They were down 24-6 to at halftime, right. and everyone thought the Patriots had that one in the bag, and the Chiefs actually came back in the fourth quarter and took the lead before right. the Patriots won it at the very end. So I wouldn't be too concerned. Just don't. I'm sure they don't want to far too far behind the Rams, but just to but recap definitely, the scoring. But definitely don't hit the panic button. But no. Yeah, absolutely. Just but. to recap the scoring, so Woods got the touchdown. They got the scoring started with his first touchdown, 6 yeah. nothing because Zerline missed the kick. Nine-yard crossing then, route, beautiful throw. 13-yard, or no, then the um, next touchdown was to Josh Reynolds. The Who's having a big game so Cooper far. Cooper Cup fell in. A couple huge, huge catches already for Reynolds. Uh, so, you know, for him to already step into that role right there. And then Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is explosive. Touchdown. It's just like, yeah, him and Hunt just seem to not, like have that joystick button, mm-hmm. like in PlayStation. They just like really just cut and just go. So, yeah, lot, lot still to come. 
Uh, looks like the offense is the is the game tonight. It's going to be a lot of offense. A lot of so hopefully not as many penalties going forward. Hopefully those calm down. Yeah, I was, I was just about to mention that. I mean, we talked about Chiefs having eight penalties, but one I want to take away that that targeting defensive receiver on that first drive within the eleven yards that could have changed things a little bit because that would have been third down right sure. there if they don't get that penalty to get halfway halfway distance to the goal line. And on the replay, the guy put the ball, his his helmet, right on the ball where the guy was catching it. So I hope, like you said, they don't play a factor in this, meaning the referees, the umpire. I mean, th- I don't know if you guys know this as well. They went out of their way to pick an all-star crew, which is abnormal this time of year, to take a crew, dismantle that, and just go around the league and pluck and, you know, one person from here, one person from there to build this crew tonight. I don't know how you feel about it. Just seems a little strange to me. So, being an all-star crew, it makes you wonder: Do they feel the need to be like, "Oh, I see everything"? So, like, I'm so good at seeing the penalties, so they just want to throw flags, maybe? Maybe, but I still think even like with referees, it's, it's communication and how you how well they work together. And these are guys who are not working in the same crew. Well, yeah, crew coming together. Yeah, crew so, working together it might be better. be interesting to see. We thought early on they're really going to dictate the game, but it was more the Chiefs and their mistakes dictating the game so far. All right. But their offense can make up for it. So 13-7 to 7 at the end of the first quarter. We'll be back at halftime. Be back at halftime. All right. See you then. And we're back <laughs> for the second quarter review. I'm sweating. <laughs> it's been a crazy game. It's everything uh, the NFL has wanted, the fans have wanted. Hollywood has scripted, it seems like. Uh, so now let's just get, uh, we're sitting, what, 23-23. The variables of, like, how we got to the scores is funny, so I guess we just dive right into it from the second quarter, which we started out with that potential defensive pass interference, but the ball was tipped just to be taken away because they're going into that drive, and it held um, the Rams to a field goal right there. Oh, yeah, the review. That's yeah, the right. review, because we looked like yeah, it was yeah, another first and goal. At yeah, the one for the Rams, and they, right. they, I'm sure they would have used Gurley really, to punch in for a touchdown, exactly. which would have made it 20 to seven. But instead, the tip, the tip um, negated the pass interference Correct. in the end zone, and then Zerline kicked a 23 yard field goal for the Rams to make it 16 to seven. And then uh, the um, Chiefs went down, got a 21 yard field goal from Butker to make it 16 10. And then after that, it was kind of a crazy finish to the half as the Chiefs got the ball back um, after Goff's fumble. Goff's fumble. And immediately, the next play after Goff's fumble, Mahomes passes to Hunt, 21-yard touchdown. A little screen play, punched it right in. Set up, 17-16. And just like that, they're ahead. Just like that, they're ahead. And then... Quick three and out. Quick three and out, and then the Chiefs get the ball back, and... Mahomes fumbles the ball. Aaron Donald makes a defensive player of the year MVP. Great strip. play. Out of four offensive potential MVPs in this game, you got to talk about him being the fifth, being a defensive, as a defensive player, being an MVP in the league. The guy is just a monster. So he caused the fumble, sack fumble. Um, Rams pick it up. Patrick Mahomes fumbles. Um, Samson. Ebukam, yeah. number 50, recovers it, runs it in for a touchdown, makes it Rams 23, Chiefs 17. So with just two minutes to go, the Chiefs get the ball back, and of course they march right down the field. 
Close the half, 13 seconds to go. They score a touchdown to Chris Conley for eight yards. Great catch. Great catch. Great catch. Uh, yeah, Mahomes doing what Mahomes does, get outside the pocket, just shifts his feet, gets the right arm angle to get that pass. I would say to get that pass in. Conley made a hell of a grab. Yeah, they were talking about Mahomes. Like, throw, the throw was fine. It was crossed. Yeah. You know, it was kind of a tough throw, but the catch was insane. Yeah, absolutely. And just to go in for that extra point to to be uh, missed. Oh, right. So, t- yeah, they so now because that would have been point. 24-23 That's going right. in for Kansas City. So it's That's what I'm saying. This is a Hollywood script. Now you're going in tight of the half, 23 Both pitchers missed an extra point in the first half. Uh, crazy numbers. 462 yards of offense total. 462. Time, yeah. Time of possession is only different between eight seconds. Kansas City had 15 minutes and four seconds. Rams had 14 minutes and 56 seconds. Uh, you know, third down efficiency, that's where the Rams are hurting a little bit. They're one and four, John. Uh, uh, Kansas City, three and five, three out of five on third down efficiency. Um, what's else standing out? I mean, the penalty yards, we got to talk about that. That's 10 penalties and 95 yards in the first half. Compared to two for 15 for the Rams. And to be tied after that <clears throat> is a godsend, you got to think, on their half. So these coaches really got to reel it in on the defensive side. Uh, to tell them to stop with the pass interference, to play the game, trust the offense to get you there. Uh, you know, stop creating obstacles for yourself in that way, for sure. Neither team has been able to really establish a running game. I mean, the Chiefs a little bit better, but Gurley's been a non-factor. Non-factor, which is just blowing my mind. Well, I think, then, like we were talking about in the second quarter, that it looks like it's having an effect on the Rams' offense as the game's wearing on because the... Chiefs are stopping the run, and now, you know, the receivers aren't getting as open, and the Rams aren't marching down the field. They did get the defensive touchdown right before that, but before that, their offense had sputtered a little bit in the second quarter. But what I, I give the Chiefs uh, credit there because they are keeping Hunt in the game. He has 80 yards, all-purpose yards between receiving and rushing, where it is 21 yards rushing for Gurley. And only seven yards in receptions for him. So that's not enough. That's you, you gotta you gotta throw his way. You gotta force you gotta him here and there. Not force to a turnover, but at least throw to his side. Screens, screen to his side. Right. Absolutely, play action screens to him because yeah. they're just pressing on the line now. They got a key sack on that uh, three and out on on Goff, which you know they're pushing that line because Gurley just seems to be a non-factor. So I think that's going to be a huge uh, change for them, a needed change for them to, to be successful. watch is yeah, Gurley. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're just going to jump quickly into some games that happened yesterday just to bring everybody up to speed, some key things that maybe happened yesterday we need to talk about. Um, and we'll, we'll go back into uh, the Kansas City and Rams game after that. But uh, I'll kick it off to you, John, uh, just some things that you saw yesterday. Well, I think we should start Thursday night. So we have oh, yeah, Seattle we'll Green Bay. Yeah, which was a good game. Uh, Green Bay jumped out early, fourteen to three. Rodgers had some insane, incredible throws, but he yeah. had a bad game. He yeah. had a bad game. Yeah, and not I, he look, doesn't he get not called out good. for it. McCarthy gets blamed as the coach, but I'm sorry, but Rodgers did not have the you know greatest quarterback in the world type game. And you know Russell Wilson does what Russell Wilson always does. He fights till the end. They come right. back and win it, twenty-seven to twenty-four. And my question to you is that eliminate the Packers. Because that was kind of an elimination. For me, it was kind of an elimination game going in. For whatever team lost that game, I can't see them because of the tiebreaker right. scenarios. So, w- between the two, you know, because they're both da- down near the bottom outside of the playoffs. So, to get in, 
you know, this is going to hurt the team that lost that game even more. So for me, I, I went into the game thinking this would be an elimination game. Right, basically. right. What, are, I, what do you think? I think, yes, but also you got to look a little bit at the schedule for them. I mean, it favors them in a way. They're at Vikings next week. They, they have to win that game or they're done. Well, that's another yeah. kind of elimination game. I, yeah. All right, so maybe another... One uh, more chance, but right. if Minnesota because loses, then they're done. Right, because you got Cardinals after that for them. Falcons, they go into Bears. Could be potentially a huge game. Could be a you know, non-factor at that point. I don't see them winning. And then no. Jets and Lions. Okay, so it's not too bad. Okay. Not too bad of a schedule for them. I don't know what the other teams are facing. I feel like um, the door's open for Seattle now a little bit, though. Right. Especially with the Carolina loss yesterday, but we'll get into that. Um, so, anyway, we'll get into Sunday's games. Um, so, Dallas went into Atlanta. It wasn't fool's gold. We thought that Dallas beating Philly six out of the last seven times was maybe teasing us. Yeah. Going. And Atlanta, after a tough loss in Cleveland coming home, we thought, or I thought, We're always that tough at Atlanta home. was going to beat Dallas and kind of put them back in their place, but no. Well, that was a year removed from when Dak got sacked by the Falcons like a bajillion times, too. They just didn't seem mm-hmm. like they played well against the Falcons. Uh, another uh, efficient game. I'm not going to call it an exciting game. The exciting part is not until the fourth Ezekiel. Quarter. You know, I mean, he's, he's rock steady. 18 carries over 15 yards. I think he leads the league. We all, it's proven that if he gets the touches, we're more successful. That fourth quarter touchdown yeah. one he had for 25 yards was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And it was great to see. But, you know, Dak is efficient. The passing game is, you know, efficient in the way that they're not turning the ball over and they're moving a little bit downfield. But they're still not that, you know, deep ball threat team that can just really just come out of nowhere and score touchdowns. But... Uh, a great win, in my mind, for Dallas that puts them right behind the Redskins, who we know. Uh, so I feel like we should get into the divisional impact yeah. after the quick recap. Sure, Because we Go have ahead. the Thanksgiving yeah, games coming Yeah, because I can talk up. about that all. Yeah. So I feel like, and then we have to cover the rest of the NFC right. East teams. So the Falcons are done. <clears throat> Their season's a wash. Yeah, don't you like know, that. They're that, done. That they're done. Um, you know, another disappointing year for, well, still a great passer, Matt Ryan, a great receiver, and Julio Jones. But uh, they're not going anywhere in that division or into the playoffs. This this season's over with for them. So, Next game, very interesting. Um, a lot to talk about from this game. Carolina at Detroit. I think a lot of people said Carolina was going to win going into this game. They, they all had a pick, four, right? Four and a half, right? Detroit wins 20-19. to 19, Controversial ending. So Carolina is down 20-13 to 13 with a minute and three seconds to go. They get the touchdown to make it 20-19, to 19, and instead of kicking the extra point to tie the game against Detroit, who a, te- a team that they should be better than and be able to, on most fe- most days Easily. on a neutral field, they should be able to beat them over the stretch of a game. Exactly. So Riverboat Ron decides to go for two because <laughs> he says that's what you do on the road. Gamble, you go gamble, for gamble. Two, yeah. Which is insane to me. And, okay, the first issue that I had was the – Play calling problem. If you start on the two yard line and you have Cam Newton, who's six foot five, as your quarterback, drive forward. What do you do? You go Cam Newton, dive up and over, or right to the outside. Exactly. Stack you the line him. and go misdirection on handoff and let him run it in. I don't know. But they didn't do that. They call a pass play. The receiver was wide open, and Cam Newton just overshot him. Terrible throw. But I don't. Know. I just had some problems there. First with Ron Rivera. Going for two. Right. Second with the play call by North Turner there. 
And then third, with Cam Newton in the throw, the Carolina really botched that up. The game should have been tied, and then they should have been able to pull it out eventually, whether it be overtime. Because right. they're a better team than Detroit. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Detroit short I guess the one highlight if you're in Detroit is, is Galladay finally had that game, that, mm-hmm. that really good game. Number one receiver. Um, game. That, that catch for touchdown, he's just laid out full. That, that's a big kid laying out like that. Yeah. That was a he's great coming catch. On as a, he's going to be a big uh, boy receiver for coming, going forward. My question for you, a 6-4 and four record now. They've opened Tough the door. Loss. They opened the door to that, that wild card playoff yeah. spot. I mean, they have two more games. The Panthers have two more games left against the Saints. Yeah. So they, that's not going to be easy. They've no. opened the door for all those teams we're talking about, like Seattle, um, the Dallas's. Right. You know, teams like that. So Carolina not doing a terrible job. Not bouncing back after that tough, that terrible Steelers Thursday night loss ten days ago. Should we talk about the team that's been winning your heart over the last uh, few weeks? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah, the next game is Indianapolis, thirty-eight to ten over Tennessee. I think a lot of people were on the Tennessee bandwagon after beating up on New England the week before. Yeah, but I like I told you last week, Indianapolis is a team on the rise. They have a great, unbelievable offensive line. With Quentin Nelson, rookie, they have great linebackers now and the great rookie linebackers. Andrew Luck is playing like an MVP, seven straight games, throwing three touchdown passes or more. What do you make of Hilton? T.Y. Hilton. Just playing has, out of his game. mind. Yep. Out of his mind. I, I think you got to give, for those two veterans, you know, and Andrew Luck and Hilton, like they are leading the charge offensively. I, it looks like that's, this team is bought in. But the young guys are anchoring the un- – the non-talked-about parts of the game. Yeah. The offensive lines, the linebackers, and that's what's doing it for them. So the Colts, I think, over the years with Andrew Luck and Andrew Luck years, going up against the Patriots in the playoffs, they were getting blown out. And I think what they understood was – it's not the skill position guys that are going to do it for us. It's, right. gonna, it's getting tough and bullying up on the inside and having a defense. That's what's going to get us over. And the their ability lately so to create those reset. turnovers. So yeah. they've reset. Yeah. And now look at them. Right. Now they're a scary team. They're five and five. The division's available for them, and they're on the come up. The only problem. Back in week two, <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this up. <laughs> ah, home, little, against, home little, against Houston, yeah. they should they should have played for the tie yeah. because they would be one game behind Houston right now. Houston would be six, three, and one, and the Colts would be five, four, three. and one yeah. with one game left at Houston. Instead, Houston is seven and three. The Colts are five and go five. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead, say left. it. Go ahead and say it. I told you. You play so. smart. It's yeah. I, you just you got to play smart. I know football week is too. They say, oh, you got to be tough and physical and pound the rock and football is raw, raw. But I'll tell you, more and more as the as the game has evolved, it's about the smart football, the and smart no. play. We're watching two smart teams right now, <laughs> right? Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. so just make the smart move. That's that's all I got to say. I'll take my victory oh, you, you at te- the end you, of the season. You already texted me via text messages <laughs> yesterday. I was like, oh, I was just waiting for that to come out yeah. of the woodwork. Well, yeah. So I'm just, like I said, I'm stretching out. At the end of the season, when the Colts miss the playoffs by one game, then I'll take my victory lap. All right. Where do we move on to well, next? Well, just to mention it, the the, the Giants 38-35 over Tampa Bay. High-scoring affair. Barkley, three touchdowns. Odell Beckham, a touchdown. Eli, only one incompletion. Uh, Fitzpatrick, three interceptions. Not Fitzmagic this week. Right. James Winston comes in. He's now got the starting job next week at home against San Francisco. It's kind of a relevant game, but we, I want to... Go back to this later on when we're previewing the next week and going forward. Right. Okay. Uh, I just want to point out uh, a key loss in my mind was the Chargers losing to the Broncos. 
you know, yeah. that, you know, the seven and three. I mean, they're still easily at the top tier of the wild card. Um, that was a terrible fucking loss. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, the Chargers but, dominated that but they game. They do this. And they blew it at the end. And it's such a Chargers move. Is this going to And be- I told you Denver would play them tough. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I said last week, Absolutely. I said Denver. This is a, These two teams I, always, don't like always go at each they other. They play each other hard. Now Denver's four and six, and the Chargers blew a golden opportunity to set themselves up for a chance of possibly winning the division. Yeah, that could have been an eight and two. They would have been right behind the Chiefs. If the Chiefs lose tonight, they're right there on their heels. Uh, I just feel like this is going to be like a role reversal for the Chargers, where they usually start out slow, get hot late. They've been hot early. Yeah. Do they get? Do they? Because they got, stagnant. They got a they game coming up. In two weeks at Pittsburgh, and then they still have at Kansas City. Yeah. So maybe at a late Pittsburgh, season collapse for the Chargers. Even though Joey Bosa's coming back, or is back, and you would think that they would be continuing on. They right. were 13-3 and three in their last 16 games. So maybe it's just a blip. Maybe. maybe a blip. But like you said, they go Pittsburgh, they go Bengals, Chiefs, Ravens, at Broncos at the end of the year. This, could be, this could be a landslide for them well, in the loss we'll category. See. So the Chargers are uh, on the radar with question marks. All right. Let's talk about Alex Smith and the Redskins losing at home 23-21 to to the seven win in a row Houston Texans. I'm happy about it. Not how Alex they Smith? lost. You're no, happy about Alex Smith? no, I'm not happy. What happened? I'm happy about the Redskins losing. Not never want to see a quarterback go down like that. I I love Alex Smith, even though he's a Redskin. Uh, that on the on the anniversary date of Joe Theismann, unbelievable breaks his leg. I didn't know that. And Joe Theismann, and Joe Theismann was in the press yeah, box that. watching the game. Quick to tweet out that he was, he felt so far, sorry for him. But yeah, done for the year. Now you're leaning on Colt McCoy, who looked good. Came in and got the touchdown right away. And he got Jordan Reed going, yeah. which is something Alex Smith and Jordan Reed had not predicted right. all year. So right. I'm interested to see if that can be a thing going Carry forward. Carry over. Going short, into Thursday's game. Short week, so they got yeah. they got to bounce through quick. But I, McCoy I, leaned on Reed the last time he had to play a yeah. lot. So we'll see. We'll see. So Houston, like I said, 7-3. and three. Washington now 6-4. and four. Probably the game with another more a lot to talk about. We don't have Ernesto here, unfortunately, so I right. can't let him kind of wax poetically about his Sunday, his uh, crazy Sundays with the Steelers. But the Steelers down sixteen to nothing late in the game in the fourth quarter. Somehow miraculously pull out twenty to sixteen win to go to seven two and one. And I'll tell you, Jacksonville to me, this was exactly what they did against the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. They got conservative at the end of the game, trying to Just pound the rock and win the game, pounding the rock. When if you don't have a quarterback who can throw the ball in third and five, I'm sorry you're gonna lose anyway. Right. Right. This is ridiculous. I'm I just, just, it makes me so mad because as a Patriots fan, I really could have used that Steelers I, loss. Oh, I know. I, I gave up on that game and for just Nesto to text back, like, I can't believe we pulled that out. I had to go back and watch a little bit. I, I just did not believe that Jacksonville gave that up. Uh, and I, what a... What a just turn in two two seasons from last year to this year for that team. Oh, big time. Like, the defense played well. Yeah. Very well. Ramsey had an incredible interception against Antonio Brown in the end zone. Um be interesting to see what that team chooses to do. Blake Bortles, though, what at, a the end, at the at the yeah at the end of the season. Uh so yeah, we got some got some factors in the AFC to look well, toward. The next game, Lamar Jackson's debut. What do you think? Baltimore against Cincinnati. Did you like the way the offense looked? Not necessarily. Yeah, no, I would say definitely not. I, th- I don't know if they're just trying to be niche with him and just try to keep, in their mind, keep the defense well, off balance. he can't throw. But, no. He can't throw. He he proved, and he likes to go across his body, and he can't yeah. throw and you're going across your body. You're really not going to be able to throw. 
uh, I see this guy getting hurt in, in two weeks, just trying RG3 to three type guy. Yeah, just extend a play and just get smacked around and hurt himself. But Baltimore's now five and five in the conversation for playoffs. Yep. So, would if you were as a Patriots fan, let me ask you this: If you knew you had to play the Ravens, would you rather the Ravens start Joe Flacco, or would you rather them be starting Lamar Jackson versus the me, the Patriots? I I would go Flacco. Yeah, yeah, I think you would. I mean, I just don't like that factor of not knowing what this kid can do or what how to game plan or scheme for him and settle so, into something. The way he throws, he needs to work with a QB guru mechanic, right? Because the way he throws, his he, he gets under the ball. He gets under the ball, and that's going to lead to interceptions. You think the highest paid quarterback who's leading your team would uh, get in practice with you and show you a little bit of those mechanics? But, <laughs> but maybe just to, protecting his job, right? Who wants to take their replacement? <laughs> All right, but, so uh, yeah. Next, uh, so Cincinnati lost. Um, that's the what fifth straight loss for them. They're now four and six. So Hugh, I would Hugh say. Jackson's debut defensively as a scout <laughs> with Marvin Lewis. Those guys are just worthless. Yeah, what? Sorry, <laughs> AJ Green should be back next week. But I'm sorry, Cincinnati's about pretty irrelevant team. Yeah, uh, the I next feel game the same way. also pretty irrelevant, but surprising. Oakland went into Arizona, pulled off the last second upset win, twenty three to twenty one. Not yeah. much to talk about there, except that Gruden and Carr got in a little bit of a heated battle there on the sidelines. Well, that's been happening all year long in my mind. I mean, I feel like that's been talked about uh, across, you know, chatter with media, sports writers, that these guys have just been really at each other's throat all year long. It's going to be serious. I don't think when they that franchise moves to, to Vegas, I don't think Carr is part of that package. I think they got to find a way to get rid of him yeah. because of the money. I know, but I, well, good Lord. They know how to dump players. Yeah, if any team does, but it'd be interesting to see what they do Tough going into the offseason. Tough yeah. loss for Arizona. Yeah, you got to win that game at home against a team Absolutely. that's basically given up on the season. Um, next game, well, we already talked about Denver going on the road, beating the Chargers twenty three twenty two. Denver now four and six. Yeah. Um, people thought this might be the game of the week, other than the Chief Rams, yeah. <laughs> the the Eagles at the New Orleans Saints. The Saints put a pounding on the trash pigeons, forty eight to seven. Um, any thoughts on that game besides Eagles offensive lines terrible? Eagles offensive lines terrible. It looks like, you know, it, like Ertz just was non-existent in that game. Three targets, two catches. Yeah, like I that, it, I just don't know what to make of Wentz right now. I don't know where this – I mean, we know this team is beat up. We knew they were going to like going to get a lot of points scored on them. It was just going to be if they could keep up. Yeah, and they were missing cornerbacks. They were. It, it looked like they just got slapped in the face, and they were just stunned mm-hmm. from the start and didn't know how to recover. Um, but you know, this running back by committee is almost as ugly as Dallas's receiver right. by committee. They have no running game to speak of, so no. you know it's on Wentz. And then when they got down, Wentz is forcing the ball downfield throwing interceptions. Right. I mean, Adam, when Adams is your best running option, you're hurting. Yeah. So. That just, I think, for me right now, further cemented the Saints' spot at the number one power rankings for me. You? I, I texted you guys. I don't know if you read it earlier. That I, I'm still on the Saints' bandwagon for number still one. for number one. I think them beating the Rams at home, uh, they they showed a lot in that game. They've just been a driving force for the last what, seven weeks now. They're they're just playing unbelievable football Pounded and teams. efficient, and they got. Six, and I think six double digit wins. And not to take away from from uh, Aaron Donald and that and that front line, but I think 
out of the Chiefs, Saints, and Rams, the Saints have the most balanced defense. Oh, for sure. That they, they, can, they can hold a game. Yeah. They can compete in a Super Bowl or a playoff game and be more balanced across the board. I Young, think, secondary, yeah, athletic, I, and physical. Right, absolutely. All right, the Sunday night game, we had Minnesota at Chicago. Chicago, another one of my binky teams like Indianapolis on the on – the, on the rise, yeah. to me, they look like they're going to win the division. They're now seven and three. They win twenty-five to twenty. Uh, the franchise quarterback Kirk Cousins did not look good at, at all. He at salvaged all. his day with two late touchdowns late in the fourth quarter. Yeah, but the game wasn't that close. Besides Diggs, there was no no production on that offensive side of the ball. None. Yeah. And you got to like with but the Bears' defense is legit. It's, it's legit. They and might that's have the best defense. Yeah, it like. And that's what I'm saying with a young quarterback like Trubisky who has talent, who has his breakout games and can take control of the game. It's nice to see a defense have his back when he struggles offensively. This is going to be a tough, tough team to beat at home. They have accepted that role. Uh, I think it's the best defense in in football right now. Right. If If you're the Rams or the Saints, and you have to play Chicago in the playoffs, it's not going to be easy. No. As long as Trubisky does, can take care of the ball right. and get some points on the board, the Bears' defense is going to be a problem. Absolutely. I think when you when you get to that game, we're going to throw a little throwback here, but you, if you're the Bears, you almost go like a Bill Parcells coach game. You don't take too many risks offensively. Just try to get pin them deep punting and just try to create turnovers. And then you have you know moments here where you take a shot, but you don't do anything stupid. And they're creative offensively too, though, because we talk about um, their Nagy, who was the offensive coordinator yep. for the Chiefs last year, who's now their head coach. So they have some of that Chiefs creativity in their right. offense, which I really like. And it's well, making Trubisky come along. So you know he yeah. was kind of bashed as a high pick for a long time, but he is getting better each week. Well, yeah, and Taylor Gabriel's getting better <coughs> receiving every week Anthony as well. Miller's He's finding along. trust in that, and that's going along, you know, with Allen Robinson. So that that crew, if they if they just continue to get better and more in sync with each other offensively, I think they're going to be super dangerous at the end of the year. Agreed. All right, so that's that recaps all of Sunday's game. So my question to you is, what's it going to take and who's it going to be in the NFC East coming up because we got some big games this week. We got Washington at Dallas. We know that it's Colt McCoy at Dallas. We got um, the Giants at the Eagles on Sunday. So it's all about the NFC East this week. We got the matchup set. Do the, like my questions are: Is Dallas the favorite? Does Philly have a chance? And am I crazy to think that the Giants have a chance? I. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm in favor of Dallas right now, and that's not because I'm a Dallas fan. I just think that they have a little bit more upside than the other teams right now. They're they're clicking right now. I think they have the best defense in the NFC East, Agreed. closely behind Redskins. But with Alex Smith out now, that's a huge hole to fill. It, and Colt McCoy could step up and win a game or two here. I don't think he's going to win the big game. Uh, they're interviewing Mark Sanchez this week. They signed him today. Did they sign him? Yeah. Okay, so uh, and he's worked with those coordinators before, according to a lot of uh, writers, and he can step up quickly. But I'm not really worried about that. I just, as far as the Eagles, I think the Giants beat the Eagles at home. Because the Eagles are so demoralized. I think right it's now, good. Up. I think it's good chalkboard talk in the locker room. See how badly they were defeated against the Saints. The Giants got to win, you know, and and they're moving a little bit better. Uh, Barkley's playing well. Beckham had some huge catches this last game. But what else said two games ago? All we need to do is win 
the next seven games in a row. And he's crazy. You don't he's, think crazy he's crazy, but, but it could happen. You need that type of thinking in your it, locker room. It what do you say? could happen. A couple of years ago, we saw Aaron Rodgers and the Packers yeah. pull off a streak like that. And that division is just bad enough where 8-8 eight and eight might get it done. Because if you look at the schedules of the teams, I'm sorry. Every I, I one of these that, teams are hard I agree that your Cowboys schedules. are the favorite. But if you look at the Cowboys' schedule. I got it right here. I got Redskins, Saints, Eagles, Colts, Buccaneers, Giants. Buccaneers is no joke. They can throw up a lot of points. Yeah, they'll uh, beat the, they'll beat the Buccaneers. And go, but it's the Colts. You know what scares scary. me the most is almost going in at Giants at the end of the season because they hate each other so much that they will be pumped up just to play a factor if it comes down to a win or a loss. So they play game. the Saints in two weeks. Two weeks. Two or? weeks. We have them at home. Makes me feel a little bit better. We yeah. have the Eagles at home. We go to the Colts. That's going to be a hell of a game to have to play at Indy. Yeah. At Indy. Yeah. So. I, but all these teams, Redskins got to go through that. Right. They got Cowboys, Eagles, have, Eagles, Jaguars, twice. Titans, Eagles again. They might have the easiest schedule. But Colt McCoy. Then you get Colt McCoy. I'm just talking schedule. I'm not yeah, talking about they, right. they have the best team. Easiest schedule. And then you got what? The Eagles right now are looking on their schedule. I think they're almost just like the Cowboys. They are going Giants, Redskins. Both at Giants, they're at Redskins, at Cowboys, at Rams. Loss. And then Texans at home and back at Redskins. They're on the road. The four. What, four of their next five? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, well, I think we'll know a lot more next week's podcast. Yeah. Because we'll have seen what happened in the Dallas-Washington game. It's, I think the winner of that game is going to have a big leg up in the division. Yeah. Obviously. And then... Philly and the Giants, whoever loses that game, is definitely done. It would be the craziest division to watch going in into these final weeks. Uh, my other division was going to be the Chargers until that loss. I was going to see what they're going to do, be on the heels of the Chiefs through that division. Yeah. But it's going to be fun to watch. I, I just I hope Dallas just gets in that attack mode, really keeps the foot on the gas, really keeps these carries up with Ezekiel. Ezekiel Elliott. And, use, I mean, he's getting almost 200 all-purpose yards the last two games. He's dialed in. Cooper has definitely stretched the team, has stretched the field for the other players. Um, ah, we lose Gallup this, probably this coming week, too, for yeah, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah, uh, shout out. Uh, so sad for his family. His brother committed suicide, so he's going to be taking a step out this week. But... Uh, he'll be a big loss for us as well, but understandable why he won't be there. Okay, so in the AFC, there are one, two, three, four, five teams right now fighting for the last sixth and final playoff spot. Baltimore, Cincinnati, I was wrong. I said they were four and six, they're yeah. actually five and five. Baltimore, Cincinnati, Miami, Indianapolis, Tennessee. Who gets the last playoff spot in the AFC? If picking today, in your opinion. Tennessee. Not Indy. I just want to create some good radio. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, man. I like Andy. Yeah, I'm going Andy. I like too. Andy. I'm sorry. I was looking down at my, my Tennessee's schedule on the phone. Tennessee's just too inconsistent for me. Yeah. There's a big game next Monday night, Tennessee at Houston. And they just they need to establish a running game. That's just been non-existent as well. Right. Yeah, for them, for them to be a factor. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, who was just a red zone machine yeah. last year, is not doing anything. Uh, Mariota's elbow is going to be in question. I guess you're right. Why would I go against you <laughs> when it comes to this discussion? Uh, by the way, piss me off. I thought you were taking Green Bay in that game in Seattle. I thought about it. I thought and about it. I felt it. like a genius. And I winning. said, 
I said Green Bay. So yeah, so I, I I thought about it. I said Green Bay has had to do this in the last weeks. They had to go to the Rams. They got out to a fast lead, then they blew it late. That's the West Coast. Then right. Green Bay has to go to the East Coast and play the Patriots on Sunday Night Football. <laughs> they lose. Okay? And so now on a – wait, then they came home and won against Miami. But then on a short week, they had to go to Seattle. Green Bay, besides Rodgers, is not good enough as a team yeah. to come together. And you have to be mentally tough as a team. Absolutely. They're not good enough to do that. Yeah. So for me, I was like, I'm going to go with the home team who's running the ball well with Russell Wilson who never quits. Right. But when they were down 14-3 early on, I was like, oh, man, why did I change my pick? <laughs> but I felt like I was a genius going to start out that pick week 1-0 one, one oh on you. But no, sorry to switch it up. Yeah, yeah way to up. let me down. Uh, just quickly before we go back into the game, like why I, I still – I was looking at Tennessee Titans schedule. I, I think they can get easily four wins out of the next six. So with at Houston next week? At Monday Houston. Night. Then Jets, Jaguars, Giants, Redskins. Wow. And then, and then finish with Colts. Oh, so it might so come that, down to that. Might come down, that might be the game that so it comes down to for wild card. Okay. So it would be fun to watch that as well. All right. Interesting. All right. Anything else to throw in? No, I'd say. Uh, what do you see happening in the second half here? Um, so I picked the Rams. I feel like. If Gurley doesn't get involved somehow, you got to do the screen passes, run the ball. He's got to get more involved, right. or their Rams are in trouble because the Chiefs look like they've got their their guns rolling now. Yeah, so I'm I'm sticking with the Chiefs still. I mean, that's why I picked the start of the game. It just seems like besides th- that one fumble and the penalties, if they yeah. can erase the penalties and you take that fumble away, I think it'd be a totally different game right now. So, uh, wow, Mahomes, both these guys are just incredible to watch. So, uh, we're fun second half. That's uh, Titanic 2. So, we'll save our <laughs> the so drama we'll, ensues. We'll save the Celtics uh, commentary for next week because we, we need to bash them a little bit more. Yeah, might give you time to calm down or All right. see what happens. And but, then, uh, we do need to talk about Zion Williamson and Duke at some point, too. So, we'll save that for next week. Too. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, stay tuned. We'll be back in a few minutes to discuss uh, the third quarter. And we're back again. Third quarter recap. <laughs> uh, the circus show continues. Uh, Got to say Rams won this for sure this, Third this quarter. quarter. Third quarter. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, couple of big turnovers this half. I'll let you take it, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spent. So at halftime, score was 23-23. Now at the start of the fourth quarter. Rams are up 40-30. to and it was a crazy, it was a crazy third quarter because the Rams defense really showed up. We had Aaron Donald get again, up. again with another huge play, sack, fumble, turnover. As a strip to that to go up seven, I believe down the field after that one. Right. Yeah. And then, <clears throat> hold on, let me just pull up my trusty. <laughs> recap. Recap. Yeah. It was a wild third quarter. It was quarter. a wild quarter. Okay, so first off, Goff rushes up the middle for the seven yard touchdown to start the quarter. Yeah, like a thirty to twenty three. Then Mahomes passes to Kelsey for a four yard touchdown, ties it back up thirty to thirty. Kelsey had a huge grab before that for like twenty something yards. Yeah, Kelsey's starting to get more involved. And then after that, Zerline had a thirty three yard field goal to make it thirty three thirty. Rams. Was that because the Cooks dropped, too? That little swipe when he, he went out of the game? Yeah, I think so. Long pass, like 50-yard pass. It could have been almost down to the five for a touchdown. Right, and he, yeah. The, yeah. He, he, that could have been a big Dropped play. it, slash, 
the cornerback made a nice play, yeah. knocking the ball out of his hands. All right, so that made it 33-30. And then the Rams defense, Samson Ebukam with his second touchdown of the game Ugh. with an insane interception. Look this, look this up. So Mahomes got lazy. So they, it was an RPO play, run-pass option. He fakes the run to Hunt. And he doesn't move his feet at all. Stood flat-footed when he flat-footed, made that throw. Flat-footed, and then he just Staring throws down it out to the angle. right flat. Yeah. And it was a great play by Ebukam because he takes his left hand, he bats the ball, and about goes off the Damn, Chiefs I mean, lineman. Yeah. And then he somehow catches it, and then... Looked like he almost pinned it on his shoulder pad. Kind of. Like weird. Had and then really he runs good. it 25, 30 yards carries, into the end zone. Yeah. Carries, like two Ram, carries two Rams five yards into the end zone. Not get his knee not going down. So it was just a wild third quarter. It's 40 to 30 going into the fourth quarter. The Rams are ahead. They have the ball at the 50-yard line. So. It's first and 20. Uh, the Rams look to have Gurley get more involved. They've yeah. passed to him a few times. They've given him a few more runs. So that's a good thing because they're getting chunk plays with that. Absolutely. They can, um, they can control some time if Gurley can get going, too. Do you think the Rams close it out here, or do we think we have a crazy ending? I say another crazy uh, turnover, and, and KC's back in it. All right. We shall see. I mean, the narrative has been writing itself so far for this wild show. So we'll I, hope, I hope you took the over if you placed any bets on oh, this absolutely. game. Because that was the pick. <laughs> All right. With that said, we'll see you guys uh, in 15 minutes when this game's over. Or 15 minute on the play clock. <laughs> that could probably take a half an hour where these flags are flying around the field. Anyway, but we'll see you soon. And we're back. <laughs> what a game. What a wild, wild game. Uh, 54-51 final. Rams take it. Highest scoring Monday night football game in history. Third highest scoring game of all time. All time. 113 was the record. I'm exhausted. I didn't even play in this game. <laughs> thousand yards I of ate, offense. I ate Mexican food and watched it, and I feel like I ran a marathon. It was crazy, and I felt like McVeigh really got bailed out. He, you know, and the third quarter started, and they called two timeouts on offense, and then they called the timeout, their final timeout early on in the fourth quarter, leaving them with none. And then Kansas City goes and takes the lead. Right. You're, you're scratching your head. You're like, what is going on? So but they so they get down the field. And I just thought McVay's clock management and, and play calling, like he totally forgot that he has maybe one the, of the... The league MVP, MVPs, Todd Gurley, who had scored a touchdown in, what, 13 straight games? I, yeah. Who averages, what, 30 touches a game? What do you get, 10 touches tonight? Absolutely. 12 touches? Do you think it's like in his mind of like going against Andy Reid and like just let this be like a, a quarterback shootout? I can out... I don't know. Play you. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, like you said, I just don't understand the, the, you got way the too calls towards the end. Right, because so... so I don't know. So what was the final? What was the score? 54-51? Yeah. 54-51... Chiefs, or Rams get the interception, they get the ball back, with just over two minutes to go, they don't have any timeouts, but the Chiefs have three timeouts, and you're thinking, okay, well, they got to run the ball here, right? especially under two minutes, when they had first and ten under two minutes, because the Chiefs had their three timeouts, and you want them to burn all those timeouts, Absolutely. So you, and you have Todd Gurley on your team. This, I mean, this is a team in this game, the Chiefs, who went down on a three-play scoring drive 91 to score. Yards, yeah. I mean, come on. So, 
And they just, they get cute with the passer. They pass on first down, they pass on second down, they pass on third down, and the Chiefs only have to use two, two, two timeouts. But in the end, you know, so the Chiefs get the ball back, they have to go 90 yards in 50 seconds with the, with their one timeout, and they didn't do it. Uh, throw, Mahomes throws his third interception. Yeah, two throws to the center of the field just kind of left my head scratching, too, that you didn't play the outside. Yes, you know absolutely. to get it to get out of bounds. The clock you know ticked, they had ticking. yeah, absolutely. You got to run up the field. You you weren't just burning too much time. So Andy Reid is known as being a coach who's poor in clock management, poor at the end of the game. That's one of his, that's one of his things. Um, from the McNabb against Patriots yep. Super Bowl, we've, we've seen that. We saw Alex Smith and the Chiefs a couple years ago coming to Foxborough exactly. and screw up at the end of the game. Just taking their sweet time. So we know Andy Reid is poor at the end of the game in clock management and game management. But to me, here's a hot take. I think McVay is, is he's only 32 years old. I think that he is kind of outthinks himself and he doesn't really understand clock management, game management situations. And I, because I remember the Atlanta playoff game where they got upset at home last year mm-hmm. in, the, in the playoffs when they were big favorites. And, you know, he was just, uh, same same kind of situation. Yeah, just clock management just overthinking things, overthinking the situation. Don't run the football once in a four down scenario. It just blows my mind that you don't want to run any time off that clock. So and make the them Rams use win. that timeout. They're ten and one, and we'll see if that affects them going forward. I think it will because you know if you're thirty two years old, you haven't been around too often. Maybe you start to panic. You try to get too cute. Who who knows what it is. But they're going to be in tight games in the playoffs, so we'll see what happens. But yeah. that's just something to look for in the future. Is does, does McVay get better in these end-of-game situations? Or, or gets Yeah, exactly. Gets over this because, like you said, if he goes into the playoffs this year and makes these type of calls late in the game and it doesn't work in his favor, he doesn't get bailed out, then you really got to question his, his you know, tight game, late-minute play calling for sure. For all his offensive genius, which he is, he's done a phenomenal job oh. with his team. But that is a different part of coaching that's very important. You look at Belichick, and he's a master of it. Right. You know, he's right. a master at looking across the sideline and being able to tell when you call your timeouts, you when a, you call certain plays. You don't have to be a master to know that you got Gurley in your backfield to hand it off to that him too. and just push yeah. forward. I don't know. Right. Like, uh, what goes back to what? Pete Carroll, Marshawn Lynch, and the Super Bowl against Patriots. Right. You know, you don't have to overthink it. You got Marshawn Lynch running all over the Patriots, and you need one yard for a touchdown to take the lead. There's your play. He would have been in a little bit of a hot seat if it went the other way against him tonight. He got he, had, he definitely got lucky. But kudos to the Rams for winning. That was one hell of a shootout that had plenty of factors of defense playing in this game and dictating the game. New NFL. Ebicom. 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 Probably it will be the game of of his season, you know. Of his life. Two defensive (laughs) touchdowns. Well, he's still young. I mean, that's something this season. I I don't think he'll ever score two defensive (laughs) touchdowns in the same game again. And he hit hit Mahomes' arm at the end to cause that last-minute interception as well. That's right. Let's just check here. What are we at? We're at 5% on battery life. So (laughs) Production... Company is down. Is is running low. All right, we got to right. shut down the studio soon. So, so let's run through your picks for the week. All right, so we got Thanksgiving coming up. We got um, a decent slate of Thanksgiving games mm-hmm. compared to years past. The twelve thirty game is Chicago seven and three at Detroit four and six. Uh, Chicago is a four point favorite on the road. It's a tricky one here because it's hard to bet against the Lions at home. 
But I like the way Chicago is playing. So I'm I'm and I'm on Chicago this year. So I'm going to lay Chicago lay the points. Chicago minus four. Okay. Uh, four thirty game after you've had your Thanksgiving feast. I might fall asleep during this one if Dallas uh, moves the ball slowly, <laughs> which they do. Washington six and four. Colton McCoy at Dallas five and five. Dallas is an eight and a half point favorite. Colt McCoy gave a speech at the end of the Redskins game the other day. I think that they're galvanized a little bit. I think Dallas wins this game, but I think Washington's going to cover the eight close. and a half. Yeah. yeah, I do. All right, it's a division game, and it's important for both teams. And then we got Falcons Saints that night. Four and six at night and one. The Saints. Uh, Saints are thirteen and a half point favorites. It's kind of hard not to go with the Saints at this point. Because when they win, they win big. But I. If there's something that I've noticed over the years in the second game between division opponents, the score goes under. So I don't think there'll be as many points as usual in this game. And the game's usually close. So I'm taking Atlanta plus 13.5 in this game. Right. Teams know each other well. All right. Shooting into uh, Sunday, you got the 1 o'clock game. Jacksonville uh, going into Buffalo. Battle of the 3 and 7s. Jacksonville's a three point favorite. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I guess how do you make Jacksonville a bigger favorite than three? But I'll take I'll take Jacksonville minus three. All right. Then you got a one o'clock game as well. 49ers going into Tampa Bay. Face the Buccaneers. Two and eight at three and seven. Mullins versus Winston. Um, I'm going to go Tampa Bay minus three. All right. Uh, we got the Raiders going into Baltimore. Oakland two and eight at Baltimore. Five and five. Baltimore's 12 point favorite. I refuse to take Oakland. I'm Going to take Baltimore minus 12. All right. Hugh, Jackson, and Marvin Lewis heading back. Wow. Not, well, I mean, the Browns are coming to them. Cleveland at Cincy. 3-6-1 and one at 5-5. Five and five. Cincy's yep. minus 3. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Cincy takes this one. So Cincy minus 3. Sounds good. we got the New York Giants heading into Philadelphia. I liked your call earlier that the Giant, the Eagles demoralized. Uh, Giants are on the upswing. Eagles are favored here minus seven, but I'm going to take the Giants plus seven. All right. I like that pick because I need the Eagles to lose. <laughs> so we got the Seattle Seahawks going into the head-scratching Carolina Panthers. Yeah, Carolina's 5-0 and at home. They're, they're Yeah, they confuse you because they're terrible on the road, but they're 5-0 and at home. Uh, minus three. For Carolina, I'm going to lay the points. Carolina minus three. All right. And your New England Patriots coming off the bye week, heading into New York to face the Jets. Um, New England with an extra week of rest. Gronkowski back healthy. Um, getting ready for the stretch run at the Jets, who bowls as a dead man walking. I'm going to lay the ten and a half. New England minus ten and a half. All right. And we have the Arizona Cardinals going into San Diego. Chargers coming off their loss this last week. Big bounce back spot here for the Chargers. I will go Chargers minus 13. All right. Nesto Steelers riding into mile high. Face wow. the Broncos. I, I, This is a game I want to watch. How about the spread on that one, Mike? Well, Pittsburgh's only minus three. Yeah. That is saying to Ed, the world is going to take Pittsburgh right there. Right. Because everyone's Pittsburgh minus three, that's free money, right? Right. Nope. No, that Denver, you got to take Denver at home there. And you got to like that defense in, in mile high. That line, I like that line, Denver plus three. All right, we got the Fish, the Dolphins, heading into Indianapolis to face the Colts. We like what Indy's doing, Indy minus ten and a half. All right, sounds good. And then Green Bay, the Sunday night game, Packers heading into 
Minnesota to take on the Vikings for a divisional game. Minnesota's favored by three. This is a tricky one. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Minnesota minus three. They always play Green Bay well. I don't like Green Bay at all besides Aaron Rodgers. Um, so the only thing that I would concerns me is Rodgers here. Um, but team-wise, I think Minnesota wins here, goes to 6-4-1. The old Oilers, now the Titans, heading into Houston to face the Texans in the divisional game. What is the, you know, I don't have a line here, do you? I have minus six. Houston minus six? Yes. I think it'll be closer than that. Yeah, I, I think, I'll I'll take, I think that'll change over throughout the week. Well, it is, let's be, go on the assumption that Mariota is playing. Playing. Mariota is playing, I would go Titans plus six. All right. Well, you heard it here, guys. Lock in your bets. Uh, I won't do the disclaimer that Nesto usually does about <laughs> your bets. He does really good with that. But <clears throat> hey, thanks for sticking with us tonight. What a wild, crazy night! We hope you guys are watching it. Um, I, I just there's going to be a lot of talk about this throughout the week. You know, know ESPN is just going to chop this up 85 different ways and eat it up. The new uh, NFL, the new NFL, the high scoring games, the you know, what the Saints are doing, the, the points they're putting up. It's the new NFL, you know, but it's interesting because defense did play a huge factor tonight. Uh, but, it, you know, it's like he, I was talking to Johnny earlier, and it's like, you know, it used to be the bend but don't break. Now it's like break but just don't completely fucking shatter and mm. fall apart. So anything else you want to sign off on tonight, buddy? No, I agree with you. Yeah, it's just like for the defenses, yeah, allow whatever you want. Just make sure you make a couple big plays in the game, yeah, and you have a good defense. So now the Rams made a couple big well, plays, that's, and, and that's these teams we, with with the the Rams and the Saints. They got a good front four, so you're going to get a little bit of pressure here and there, and maybe force a mistake or force a fumble. Yeah. But you know, once they get in the secondary, these teams are going to score like crazy, and I think that's going to be what we see consistently across the NFL come future. So it's the new era. Yeah. All right, guys. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see you next week. Hang in there.